Welcome back to another episode of Talk That Talk. I am the host of this show, and today we have a very controversial topic um, in the Black community, and that is homosexuality. And today with me, I have Jay Milan to dig deep into that topic. Hello, Jay. Hello, how are you? I am great. How are you? I'm doing good. Can't complain. That's great. Now, for those who don't know you, tell us about yourself. Um, again, uh, so my name is Jay Milan. Um, I'm a 28-year-old hairstylist and makeup artist. Um, I currently just moved to Houston, Texas. So like I said, I'm a Houstonian now. Yes. Um, I came out here to chase my goals, my dreams, to you know make a, big, a better name for myself um, in the hair industry, in the makeup industry. Um, like I said, I'm a jack of all trades. I kind of do a lot of different things. Um, I did and dab in a lot of different things by the age of 30. I have a big project that I'm hoping to come true. So, you know, I'm out here in Houston trying to make things shake, make connections, and make it happen for myself. Oh, we love that for you. Come on now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so boom, let's get into it. So when did you discover that you were interested in the same sex? Ooh, child. Um, (laughs) Honestly and truly, I will really say I was in elementary school when I actually kind of knew for a fact, like, oh, my gosh, like, a guy with the same thing that I got is, like, I actually like that. Like, I was literally in elementary school, like, seriously, but never acted on it until, you know, I got older or whatever, you know, me being in elementary school, didn't know what I was thinking, didn't know what I was doing, none of that, you know? Yeah. And how was that coming out process with, like, your family and friends? Ooh, okay, so I did. I'm 28 now, as I stated before. Mm-hmm. My family, meaning my mom, my dad, until I was 24. Um, I was a senior in college, just about to graduate, and there was a lot going on. Um, I had already talked with my sister-in-law, my brother's wife. She knew about me, you know, being homosexual or whatever the case may be. She already knew about that. We've had plenty of conversations about it. And, you know, she was just like, well, you know, I think maybe you should tell your family, tell them, you know what I'm saying? You know, but she was there more so of a support system, being that my actual blood family was not there for me or would not be there for me. Um, there were plenty of times where the situation that kind of arose to really kind of I almost put it out there. I was dating this guy at ANT when I was at ANT. I was mm-hmm. dating this guy and we were over his brother's house and he got on my phone and took a picture of us on my Snapchat. And on my Snapchat, I was sitting on the couch. He was sitting on the like the um the armrest of the couch, but he was like laying on me and he took a picture and posted it on my Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> So after that, of course, my brother was on my Snapchat and my cousin, my first girl cousin, she was on my Snapchat as well. So being that they were on my Snapchat or whatever, you know, I already knew what type of time that it was on. So I'm like, oh my gosh, my cousin has seen it. Two people down, my brother has seen it. I'm like, oh my freaking gosh, like what in the world is about to go on? So, behold, the next day, my brother texted me and was like, hey, I just got a question. Are you still having feelings for guys? Pause. Now let me go back to that part where he said, are you still having feelings for guys? So, I was about a sophomore in high school, and that's when, like, I knew I had my first boyfriend in um, my freshman year of high school. I went to early college. I had my first boyfriend then. And, you know, so I already knew what it was, what it was then, you know, so like I knew what it was hitting for, but I had never actually like done, done, done anything. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I told my brother that I felt like I had feelings for guys or whatever. He called my dad, told my dad, I wasn't even like two minutes away from the house. As soon as I got home, my dad was like, sit down on the couch, we got to talk. Mm-hmm. So then my mom ended up pulling in the driveway and I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, what's going on? You know, like, I'm confused. Like, I'm not even thinking that my brother just told my dad what I just told him. Yeah. So, you know, my dad, my mom walks in the house and then my dad goes, oh, your brother told me that you called him, told him you had feelings for guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, my freaking God. So right now <laughs> I am living because for one, I feel betrayed. Two, it's like, I feel like I'm about to be judged. I feel like I'm about to be a crucifixion like Jesus Christ. Like, I just felt so, like, nervous. And I'm just like, 
first of all, how could you call and tell them something like this when I call in confidence to tell you, my brother, right. something that I was going through that I said I had feelings for, not something that I said I've been out here doing. And of course, mm -hmm. you know, heterosexual people, and if, especially if it's a male, being a male that has kids or having kids or a father figure, their mm -hmm. first thing is going to be, oh, well, are you having sex with a guy? Have you kissed a guy? What have you done? You need to get tested. This, 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 that, and the third. Mm -hmm. Always that immediately. And I'm just like, all I said was I had feelings, you know? Yeah. However, the conversation at the time, um, I was on the step team in high school. I was co-stepmaster. Um, I was on the mom team. And I started my mom team at church. Me and my god sister it was just me and her. Um, so once my dad found that out, he was like, oh, you're a disgrace to my last name. You're an embarrassment oh my to my family. Um, I don't want to claim you as my child. And all of these things. And mind you, I grew, I grew up very, 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 very family-oriented. Even though I did grow up as, like, the black sheep in the family, mm -hmm. I still grew up very family-oriented with my first cousins and everything like that. It was, it's always been like that. Um, I grew up kind of like a younger not really a younger sibling in that aspect to my mom and them, but I did grow up as a younger sibling um, kind of with my mom and them because I was always, and like I said, I was very family-oriented. That broke my heart. Like, it broke my heart, my spirits. It broke everything for my dad to say something that hurtful to me. And I always grew up in my dad, oh, like, oh, you my baby boy, you the baby boy, you the baby boy. You know, I was the baby. You get what I'm saying? I was very yeah. spoiled. Like, I got what I wanted. I had a lot of freedom. I didn't have to worry about, like, strict parents like that. But it was like, you know how, like, growing up in a strict household, your parents, you know, oh, you got to, this your curfew, and then you got to do this by a certain time. You got to make sure you do this. I didn't really necessarily have that. Mm. More so, my strictness came into where, oh, feminicity and um, homosexuality or you supposed to be heterosexual type of thing. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so like I said, from there on my sophomore year in high school, from there all the way up until 2020, 2021, 2020, I resented my dad. Like I hated my dad. I wanted nothing to do with my dad. Me and my dad lived in the same household with my mom and everything, but I did not want to talk to my dad. I did not, like, I would literally go around and tell people, like, I hate my dad. I hate my dad. I would tell my friends, my friends, like, Jarvis, you don't hate your dad. And I'm like, I said I hate him, so I hate him, okay? Like, because that hurt me. I was so young. And then also, with him saying stuff like that and him not knowing backstory of me being molested in middle school and everything like that. So it just kind of triggered from there because me being a child and not being comfortable or not being able to talk to my parents or anybody for that fact about something so serious, you can say like that changes your mind. Like that changes you, your, your whole mental state altogether. You get what I'm saying? It kind of forces yeah. you to grow up or kind of forces you to, put different things in perspective the way you think that they may what they're supposed to be, but they're really mm -hmm. not. You get what I'm saying? It's yeah. really a young mind teaching a young mind things that you think that's supposed to actually happen, but it's really not. Um, so, you know, that was me from there on. You get what I'm saying? Like me, only thing that I asked my family for was financial help. I never asked my parents to, you know, be there in college for me or anything because like I said, when all of that happened, I was on the step team in high school and everything. I can count on one hand how many times I've seen family members at a step show of mine. However, all of my first cousins, all of them, second cousins, they're all of them, play football, basketball, baseball, some sort of masculine sport. And mm -hmm. every one of my family members would take off work to go to the games, take off work to go to tournaments, take off work to go to championships, all of this. And I never received that. Do you get what I'm saying? So, of course, I felt the type of way. I felt disowned. I felt not loved. I felt uncared about or unwanted. Or what I was doing wasn't that important because it was not a quote-unquote sport or it's not quote-unquote masculine. So, you know, I felt the type of way about that. And, you know, I grew up teaching myself not to care or not to want or not to need my family in my corner you know, so all my friends, like, if you were my friend, 
you knew like my friends were my family i treated my friends like family. i treated my friends with more respect than i treated my family because of that situation um so you know i'm in college all of this time still trying to hide you know i'm at school oh i'm free jarvis like you know and you, you know you know me it's like i was very free like girl yeah. you know i was me like everybody knows like at school everybody knows jarvis is gay like everybody knows that but yeah. when i go back home to my parents house a baby know it's like click something mm. has to change you got to change your change your mannerisms i was still feminine because that's just how i grew up but i still yeah. had to change my mannerisms a little like i couldn't talk the way i talk with you girls at school you give me saying? like i couldn't yeah. do that at home like i couldn't do this so i had to change it up so there was a point to where i got to um you know well my my aunt would always ask, you know, my mom, like, oh, well, why you didn't go to Jarvis? You know, I was in gospel choir or I was on Verge or I was doing mm-hmm. different things. My aunt was like, oh, she, why you didn't go to Jarvis such and such? Why you didn't go to his concert? Why you didn't go to his show? And then my mom would call me and be like, why you didn't tell me you had something coming up? Or why you didn't tell me you had this? Because I, it would be on Facebook because my aunt would see it and my aunt would wonder why my mom was not there supporting me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, you know what I mean? Girl, you know, I didn't even think about it or, you know, <laughs> making up an excuse. But yeah. real truth of reality is it's just like I didn't want y'all there because y'all didn't support me in high school with anything that I wanted to do when it wasn't a masculine sport. So it's like now I really trained myself to not need y'all there for these certain occasions. I only wanted to call y'all when I needed money or I was in a struggle of financial um, stability when I was in college as in undergrad. You get what I'm saying? Like that's the only time yeah. I felt that I needed y'all. So, you know, she would get mad and it's just like, I would pay it. I would pay it. I would pay it. Like, push on. But truth, in reality, it hurt me. It hurt me to my core seeing my closest friends who were in gospel power with me or who my friends who were on the model shoot with me and going to different concerts or going out of the set, out of the different city, going to a concert or a show and people, parents are popping up on them, showing up on them you know, spending time with them or after gospel choir concert, family, they're going to eat dinner with their kids and stuff like this. And I'm finding myself going with my friend's family to be accepted in a family because my family is not really there. You get what I'm saying? And a lot of times people don't really think about how that really affects a person or how that affects a person who wanted such a relationship with their dad or wanted a male relationship or a father figure relationship per se I should say a father figure relationship and you never had that. So you know you trained yourself to think differently, which is what I did. You get what I'm saying? So I didn't I didn't want them there. So um I had got to a stage where I wanted to do makeup. And mm-hmm. you know I was thinking about makeup, thinking about makeup and I was like, oh my gosh, I really want to do makeup. I really want to do makeup. And there was another thing, like, I didn't want to do makeup because I felt like I was going to be judged, which is the reason why I didn't change my major to fashion until my senior year of social work. I was a social work, yes, I was a social work student from 2012 all the way up until 2000, because I didn't have to take any electives, so I would have been graduating early. So Mm -hmm. from 2014 all the way up until 2014. that hold on your family um situation improved any yes my family situation has improved um with the passing of my granddad which is my dad's dad with the passing Mm -hmm. of him me and my dad were able to restore our relationship um start talking more and things of that nature you understand because before like i told you i didn't want anything to do with my dad i never had a relationship with my dad for 10 plus years um oh wow yeah, my sister-in-law would call me and like, oh, your dad wants you to call him and talk to him. He want a relationship. Or my mom would call me and tell me the same thing. Or my brother would call me and tell me the same thing. And it's just like, with my brother, it's just like, I don't really, not saying it in a shady way like that, but yeah. it's just like, I don't really deal with you either, you know, because of what you did, what you, you get what I'm saying? Like, you went and told our dad the most thing that I did not want you to tell him. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. But you did that anyway. Um, so, you know, that was that. Um, but like I said, yeah, now it's improving. And, you know, like I said, you know, I didn't come out to them until I was 24. And 
is because I wanted to do makeup. And I asked my mom, I was like, hey, can I practice makeup on you? She's like, why are you trying to do makeup? You're a boy. And oh. it immediately did that conversation. Immediately did that conversation. Never visited that conversation again with my mom because that was her first reaction. So I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to leave that alone. Not going to worry with that. You get what I'm saying? So um, that was my original, like, first thought to, like, actually coming out or doing what I wanted to do. So I was in, I, ne- I will never, ever, ever forget, I was in, um, I was in CAD. Mm-hmm. And I was having conversations with one of my classmates. And, you know, I was telling them, they already kind of, I was kind of, like, down or whatever. Like, I was really, like, just down. And they was like, what's wrong? You know, what's going on? And she was like, I just want to pray for you. You get what I'm saying? She was like, I really yeah. want to pray with you. And so me, her, and another one of my friends, we, you know, touched and agreed. She started praying. Baby, Khadijah, when I tell you this girl started praying and ain't no uh, ounce about my situation, about what was going on, she mm. said, she was just like, as I'm praying for you, like holding your hand, I can feel it like in my spirit. I can feel different things you're going through. And she was praying for them out loud as we were going. And I'm like, mm. okay, God, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is really what I needed. Mm-hmm. So she was like, just talk to your family. They may not have the reaction that you think they're going to have. Even in my mind, though, you know, I'm just like, baby, you don't know how I grew up, baby. I grew up in a, in a Christian household. I grew up in a family that went to church. Like, even though yeah. my daddy didn't really go to church, but that's how I grew up, even with my, my daddy's daddy. Oh, baby, he was a deacon. My grandma was a deaconess. Like, baby, that's how I grew up. I grew up in the church house. You know you what? what I'm I was going to ask about that, too, because I know growing up in the church, they, you know, the church is very strict. They the got ch- their rules. There you go. There you how go. was that growing up in a church background? Because the church act like being gay is the biggest thing in America. Right. But it's so crazy. That's so crazy because going to church, it's like some of the people who I did go to church with, they knew me. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? Like they knew me. Like I still didn't have to hide from them, but I did still have to kind of hide because my church was a family church. So I did still have to kind of like maintain and manage my image of how I act or how I portray myself or little things that I did do. I still had to watch that because all my dad's siblings went to that church. Mm-hmm. My granddad, his some of his siblings went to that church. Like some of his nieces, his nephews. So like we were, it was all my family in the same church. But you know, like I said, I had to manage and maintain the same way I had to manage and maintain from being an undergrad, being at school, and then coming home on the weekends to visit my family. It was the same way, same thing like that. It was the same thing. That yes. is crazy yeah like, but and of course you know like I did know like people who were in my church mm-hmm. older people older than me they were they were gay they were homosexual you get what I'm saying yeah and however once we got a new pastor that pastor would preach about homosexuality what was he saying so, girl like so he knew one of the guys was gay so he would come in and started preaching about homosexuality oh homosexuality is a sin god made adam and eve not adam and steve yada 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 mm-hmm. saying all this stuff and it's just like you don't come in and preach about people's personal life you mm-hmm. preach about stuff and if it if it touches you if, if it reaches you it reaches you you get what yeah. i'm saying but that's just like me going to talk to the pastor about oh i feel like i'm having you know um suicidal thoughts or um mm-hmm. i'm having feelings for guys and then immediately that's what you go and that's what you go and you preach about it's like i came and talked to you about something you went and made it for the church no that's not okay that and is god not okay definitely didn't send you to tell and that god message definitely did not send you to <laughs> to repeat that message <laughs> like, like that. that is not what he wanted you to put out People that's not how, that's not wow. what he said when he said he wanted you to be uh his leader of the flock that's okay. not what he meant with that that's definitely not what he meant with that. But, um, yeah. So, like I said, that's how I grew up as far as, like, in the, like I said, so I grew up knowing for a fact that guy on guy was not okay. It was not allowed that any homosexuality, it was not okay. Like, no, sir, not in this house. Not going to happen. You get what I'm saying? So that was another reason why I was so scared to tell my family about me being gay or saying anything to them about my lifestyle like I just did not want to I feel like people act people respect R. Kelly more than they respect like 
gay people. And that's crazy to me. He's a whole like pedophile. Pedoph- yes. But when it comes, y'all, God said love everybody. Love everybody. He's like, give all the love. And when you do this, you can't expect him to be like, oh, right. Like, I accept you because like, y'all, you have to love everyone. No matter if they're gay, no matter their race, no matter what they love. Like that's, we gotta right. do better. We got to do better because that's it. And that's, that's, that's like one of the the biggest things now and today people discredit or even though it is 2022 but people discredit or people don't want to be involved with gay people or whatever mm. and it's just like y'all like it's like you said like I said it's 2022 we gotta we, we, we have to do better like we have to have to have to have to do better because even when I came out to my family at 24 mm-hmm. now that now that situation was crazy I told my sister-in-law, I said, I want to start doing, that's not because I never switched my major over to fashion because I was like, I don't think, I don't think people are going to like what I do. I don't think people are going to like my style, this and the third, but mm-hmm. people in school was always like, oh my gosh, Jarvis, you can dress. I love your style. Love Could you put you it dress. together? Could you dress me? Like, exactly. <laughs> like, people will always do that. So then I started believing in myself. You get what I'm saying? I, in, yeah. in spite of what my family was going to say or how they felt, I started believing in myself. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna switch my major to fashion. I'm gonna switch it. So I switched it my senior year, knowing that I still have to do another three years of um, of classes. But it was cool. It was what I wanted. It was my dream. It was my passion. So I didn't mind it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, that's like I said. I wanted to do what I wanted to do, but I knew I was going to be judged for it. So I was talking with my sister-in-law, and I'm like, I want to talk to them, but I'm just scared. And you know, when I said when the girl when she prayed for me. She was like, just tell them. So I told her, and at the time, my dad really kind of had, like, a really, 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 really kind of bad drinking problem. Mm -hmm. Like, my dad would drink literally every day and be drunk every single day. Mm. And sometimes him being drunk, his voice raises and his attitude gets worse and... Yeah, it was one of those things. And I'm not trying to make it seem like my dad was an alcoholic, but yeah. this is just reality of life of stuff that actually happened in the way it actually happened. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, you know? Yeah. Um. So with that being said, you know, I told my sister-in-law, I was like, well, okay, cool. I'm going to tell him. I'm like, well, you tell my brother or you talk to my daddy and make sure that he don't drink no alcohol that day. Drink nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. Girl, I got to the house. My dad had already been drinking, regardless. Anyway, so she was like, um, "Is that thunder? I'm sorry." Um, <laughs> she was like, um, "She was like, Jarvis want to talk to y'all. This is then the third. So they was like, "Okay, cool." So got to the house, and I had put everything in my notes, like a list, running down a list of what it is that I needed to talk about. You get what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. like. Yeah, let me run down this list of what it is and what it ain't and all of this. So I'm in my notes going down my list, going down my list, going down my list. And, you know, I told him about everything. Like, I told him about me being molested twice in middle school. I told him about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I told them how I felt as far as when it came to my brother telling my dad about my situation and how I felt about guys or whatever. Um, how I felt betrayed and I felt like he was my brother. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, girl, it turned into a fiasco. You understand me? Oh, like Lord. my dad. Yes, my dad ended bl- ended up blaming me for being molested and why I didn't come and tell him. What? Um, yes, girl, I was the blame for that. He blamed me. Yes, ma'am. Um, my brother, he got upset with his fiance at the time. Well, no, they were married. He got upset with his wife at the time. Because me and her would talk and, you know, she would tell me certain things. She was like, I don't know. She was like, you know, she would tell me certain things that's like, oh, yeah, your brother seen your snap today. And he asked me, were you gay or do he think you gay? She was like, Jarvis, I already knew it. You get what I'm saying? She said, but I asked your brother. She said, what if you ask him, is he gay? And he tell you, yeah. What -hmm. you going to do? My brother told her, I'm going to tell you to talk to him because I don't want to talk to him. What? Yeah, so this is the thing, like, how do y'all feel, how do y'all expect me to be comfortable to come to y'all and tell y'all that I am gay or tell y'all when I already know that y'all are saying things like this, 
behind the scenes and y'all don't think that I know. Y'all don't know that I know, but I know. You get what I'm saying? And family is supposed to be that very first, that very first sign of support. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I didn't, when I didn't get that from my family, it was just like, forget everybody else. Honestly, you get what I'm saying? Like, who, mm. who, who do I really got? Uh, who do I really need? You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is the lady who birthed me, the man who, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, and my brother, like, these are the people who I've lived with all my life. Like, where do I go from here? How do I go from here? Like, you mm. get what I'm saying? Like, so that was crazy. Um, you know, I literally, like, got to a point where I stormed out of the house and, you know, crunked my car, driving down the pathway. My brother literally, my brother, he ran track. My brother is running, the, chasing my car down the pathway, jumped through my window, my driver oh. window. Yes, girl, jumped through my driver window, parks my car, mid me driving, take my keys out. Girl, my car is in the middle of the freaking driveway, girl. Not a movie yes. scene. Girl, no, seriously, <laughs> like, it was crazy. I'm telling wow. you. Like, it got that crazy, bruh. And I told you because I said, I told her to tell my dad not to drink anything. But because he did drink, it kind of got somewhere that it should not have gotten to. Mm. And like I said, you know, I'm just like, how are you blaming me? How am I, the child, not comfortable to come and talk to you, the parent, about me being molested? That doesn't make sense. Why that doesn't you, make sense. Why do you think it's so hard for parents to, like, accept that you are who you are? Parents don't want to accept who you are for who you are because they feel like if you are not who they are or who they were or what they, I guess, put in or set in place for you at a young age, mm -hmm. then they feel like they went wrong. They feel like they failed. And that's why I'm like, y'all can't feel like y'all failed with me. Y'all can't feel like, oh, I went wrong or I went wrong for you to be homosexual because it's just like, baby, I grew up in a straight, a heterosexual environment. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. baby, I, that's how I grew up. I grew up in a heterosexual environment. I knew for a fact God on God was wrong. I knew for a fact that man and woman are supposed to be together. That's how people get pregnant. That's how life is brought in. You say, mm -hmm. I, baby, I knew all of that. I knew all of that. But that's just not what I wanted or that's just not who I was. But they didn't want to also because parents, they, they're ashamed of what other people are going to think of them, especially, again, going back, living in the church. Mm -hmm. People living in the church. Mm -hmm. Oh, baby, if I know that your child is gay, child, mm -hmm. what other people are going to think of them and their parenting mm -hmm. when they find out about that person's child. But it's nothing on you. It's not, mm -hmm. You didn't fail. You didn't fail as a parent. You didn't, you didn't teach me to be gay. Anything you taught me and tried to make me be straight yeah. by forcing me into playing sports when I was a child and all of these type of things. You forced me to be straight, but yeah. that's just not who I was. You get what I'm saying? But yeah. they, 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 couldn't, they, 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 they couldn't accept that. They just could not accept that at all. They could not take that. Like I said, they felt like they failed or they felt like something was wrong or it was a phase or they felt like more so, oh, because I was molested, that's the reason why, oh, I'm gay now or whatever. No, no, because if anything, in a right, in, in anyone's sane right mind, if you were molested, you were molested by a guy or you were molested by a female, whatever, you being molested will honestly kind of be the thought that'd be like, okay, this is why I don't want this because it took advantage of me. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, it took me when I wasn't ready for that or it took me and I didn't want that or it took me and I wasn't prepared for it. So mm -hmm. in, 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 your right, in a right mind, it's kind of like I want to kind of stay away from that. I want to kind of keep away from that because it took my life in this aspect or this perspective. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was I already had those feelings before the molestation even happened. Mm -hmm. I already had those feelings before then. So that's not something that made me want to do that or anything like that. You know, my brother, you know, he like, oh well, who did it? Who did it? Da 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 da. I'm mad. Da 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 da. No need for y'all for one. There's no need for y'all to be mad now. Maybe I was in sixth and seventh, eighth grade. And maybe here I am now about to graduate college. So <laughs> it's too think, late for all of that. Nah, you think it's, people it's, are born gay? Yes, I do. I Me definitely too. do. I do. And yeah. people be like, oh, you're not born gay because you was born this way. Baby, we are born, what they say, you are born in a life of sin. 
Yeah, okay, man. Talk about you it. are you are born in a life of sin, and two when you're the until you're the age of what is, is it ten, and that's yeah. when uh-huh. you know you're kind of giving over in the Christian or the church world. Oh, I'm giving my child to God type of thing. You get what I'm saying? That's when mm-hmm. you know you start living for your sins or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But when I'm born, I don't know I'm a male. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know that. Yeah, you, you don't know you're a female when you're first born. You that's don't know true. nothing. You don't mm-hmm. know anything. All we know is the life that God has destined for us. We don't know what, who we are. We don't know what we are. We don't know how tall we're going to be. We don't <laughs> know how much, how much weight, how much we're going to weigh. We, we don't know these things. Yeah, and I will this. say, I also will say, I feel like when you're a child, you know yourself better than what you know as an adult. It's like and- you're very in tune with yourself. Yeah, and then the world tries to change you as you get older to make them be what you want. They want you to be. So yeah, yeah. that's what I think. Now yeah. I do have a question because you said your family was not really accepting, but you know Dwayne Wade is very accepting of Zaya. How do you right. feel about that whole situation? Because people are making a big deal that Zaya wants to get like a sex change. And Girl, this and that. For, for one, I love it. I Me love too. it. I love it. I love it. However, I can say. Um, as far as Zaya wanted to actually go through with the fully, fully, fully sex change, uh-huh. I would say as parents, I would tell them, you can be who you are mm-hmm. without having a sex change right now. Once mm. you get of age, once you get of age, and if that's what you want to do, then you can do that. Because I do know me being in the community and yeah. me have being around in the community, I know a lot of people or have seen people who have gotten a sex change and then years down the line, they want to revert. You get what I'm saying? uh Yeah. So a lot of times, not saying that, yes, it is portrayed so people will go out and do that, but Mm -hmm. with Zaya saying that that's who she is, that's what she want to do, you get what I'm saying? But also understanding that homosexuality is a forefront in in America today. Hold on. So you mentioned that um, homosexuality was in like the forefront nowadays. Now I will say... People, for some reason, think that the social media and the media and everybody has, like, this gay agenda. They're trying right. to push on people. Like, being gay started yesterday. It did right. How do you feel about that? Um, the way, I mean, honestly, truly, I like how homosexuality is in on the TVs or how I, I love. Because, I mean, y'all, it's real world. It's real mm-hmm. life. This uh-huh. is what we're dealing with. You get what I'm saying? Like, this is not a fantasy. This is not science fiction. It's not. It's real life, what we're going through. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not we're pushing it on anybody because you can't make someone make a choice as being homosexual if they don't want to. Because like okay. I said, if you are a heterosexual male, mm-hmm. get molested or you get raped by somebody who is homosexual, mm-hmm. That's going to make you mad and steer you away, want to steer you away from homosexuality forever because it's like, oh, you know, today they're like, oh, yeah, that gay person did this to me or they did this. And that's what's going to make them mad and make them not like the homo, the LGBTQ community. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? But it's just like, y'all, it's, I mean, I don't understand. It's like, it, it didn't just happen this year or last year. Right. Homosexuality didn't just start. Like I said, I feel like it's just more out there in the world open and freely now. It's just like racism. How we see, we know, we, we know for a fact racism existed. We know that mm-hmm. for a fact. However, until we started seeing all these black killings, mm-hmm. Sandra Bland, um, mm-hmm. all, you get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. all these black people who have died within the past six, seven years, mm-hmm. all of that was very chaotic, and it was back to back to back to back. Yeah. It wasn't like oh, all one one of them happened in 2000, one of them happened over time. No, they all happened directly back to 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 back. So mm-hmm. it was like what was being put out at the time in the social media. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. Stuff comes out and they drag certain stuff for people to keep lingering on to. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Then that that goes to just like the P Valley situation. Oh, I was going to say people was like, "Oh yeah, homosexual, homosexual." This, but until they actually start seeing P Valley, now you're actually seeing another reality of life Mm -hmm. where DL guys or guys you would never think 
Mm-hmm. Gay are actually the main gay ones. People are seeing that now, so now they're reevaluating their homes, they're reevaluating their lives, they're reevaluating their friends, they're mm-hmm. reevaluating their friends that went to jail. They're reevaluating right now because of P Valley. I was just about to go into P Valley too. You just moved on in there. So it's just, it's just like, it's like, y'all, this has been a thing, but y'all have just bashed for so long and bashed for so long to where now. It's accepted in the world and it's okay in the world, but it's just not okay with everybody. It's just, I mean, hey, nothing ever is okay with everybody. You can't please everybody. You can't. That's true. And also, your kids seeing two gay men kiss or two gay women kiss is not going to turn them gay, y'all. Let's relax. It's not, <laughs> it's not going to turn Let's them gay, relax. baby. I, Baby, my daddy, like, no shade. Baby, my daddy had, you know, back in the day, girl, your dad's girl, they had the, the, the video tapes, like, the tapes, like, <laughs> baby, uh, no shade. I used to watch my dad tapes, like, and stuff like that, like, as a kid, just, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, trying to figure out what it is that grown people do or whatever, whatever. you get what I'm saying? But, yeah, like I said, I grew up in a heterosexual household. I grew up knowing only heterosexual. Mm-hmm. So, for me to end up being homosexual, that has nothing to do with what my parents did or did not do. It, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it just did it. And like, the guy who I was, you know, dealing with or whatever, he was like, oh, he didn't want to have a boy if we had kids. And I'm like, why? He was like, because I don't want him to, to grow up gay or see what we're doing. And I'm like, what? That kind of annoys me because just like, you of all people should understand how this feels and how this works, being a gay man and your family not supporting you or your family not being there for you. If yes, if I have a son, if he want, if he grow up, he decide to be gay, then hey, oh well. But I'm not going to automatically grow up and like, oh well, you gotta do this. You gotta do that. No, I'm opposed different things to my child. Mm-hmm. Whatever my child wants to do is what my child will do. Now I'm not saying I'm gonna go and buy my child Barbie dolls. No, I'm gonna buy my child things that I feel like my son should play with. Mm-hmm. However, if my child ever comes across Barbie dolls and say he want Barbie dolls, get a baby to Barbie dolls. Baby, I'm gonna get that baby some Barbie dolls. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's just what it is. Speaking of you Barbie dolls, because people feel like just because you're like a boy, it has to be trucks and dinosaurs, mm-hmm. or you're a girl, it has to be Barbies. I don't believe in that, y'all. Like, let these kids play with what they want to play with. They are kids. They are innocent. They don't know. <laughs> They, they don't just, know because yeah. the only how they know is because we're labeling things and we're mm-hmm. labeling them behind certain things. So when they do grow up to an age where they start talking and walking, mm-hmm. they're speaking these things, but it's things that you've already spoke into them before they even got to this stage. Yeah, let them kids be themselves. Don't put your, your morals or your thoughts yep, or your anything you, on them. There you go. And then you get mad when they turn out not like that and you feel like you failed. No, okay. the only way you failed, and that's how I even had to tell my parents, you failed when you decided to not claim me, you failed when you decided to treat me different as a person Mm -hmm. because you found, because I came to you and told you that I was uh, homosexual. That's where you failed. You failed by not calling to check up on me because if that instant, if my child would have told me something like that that happened to him in middle school and here he is now about to graduate college, now my questions are, forget who did what and why they did it and how they did it and all of that. How are you now? How did you come up out of that because you didn't have nobody to talk to? How are you dealing? How are you coping with that till this day right now? Being mm-hmm. that you could, you weren't comfortable to come and talk to us about it. So I know it's been bothering you and it's been in the back of your mind. How are you dealing with that? How are you dealing in life with that? Mm-hmm. But no, that was never a question. Because then you would have found out, yes, I, I tried killing myself before. Mm-hmm. I tried, I slit my wrist before. You would have you found out different things about me. But like I said, my parents with me, it's like my parents didn't know, my parents don't know me. I always say my parents do not know me. They only know the person who they birthed mm. up until middle school. But after that, they don't know me. They don't I, know them. And, and it's so crazy because I seen, it was this post I seen on social media and the post mm-hmm. was like, y'all parents be forcing y'all kids to play football when they want to, when they really want to cheer. And mm-hmm. girl, I found that so funny because I never forget. I was, you know, I used to play red ball. My cousins used to play, you know, my family had me playing red ball. Baby, the second year, we ended up getting like red cheerleaders for our football team. Mm-hmm. And baby, instantly, I knew I wanted to be a cheerleader. Come on, cheer. Girl, instantly, I knew <laughs> I wanted to cheer for the Titans. Uh, but I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, girl, I knew yeah. that was, was not okay. That wasn't about to be acceptable. Except, like, I already knew that. Like, I knew that. 
So, girl, I had to get that life up for cheering. <laughs> but, okay, so you, you know? mentioned you mentioned that you, your parents don't know you. So that was like a video of Lauren Hill, and she was saying, "No one knows me. You have to get to know me over again. My parents don't know me. My friends don't know me. I'm a whole different person than what you think I am." And I was yeah. like, "Wow, that's real life." No, seriously, it is. It's 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 dead real life because you know my friends. My close friends, mm-hmm. they knew, you know, once I ended up telling them, but I still didn't tell them until a long time after, you know, I told them they didn't judge me. Of course, you know, they was like, oh, Jarvis, you know, I knew I just been waiting for you, yeah. you know, so I told them way before I even told my family. So, you know, my friends have been living with my secret for a long, 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 long time <laughs> yeah. before I even told my actual family, you know, mm-hmm. Um so, you know, they, they knew me in that aspect or whatever, you get what I'm saying? Some of my friends I did not tell because I knew they were going to judge. I knew they was going to feel a type of way because I had girlfriends before. Um, one, my, one of my ex-girlfriends, she was my best, best friend at the time after we broke up. So I didn't want to tell her because of how that was going to go. And I didn't want <laughs> to get back to my family. So, you know, I was still playing it close, playing it by the best, you know, just with the yeah. closest people who I told or whatever. You know, um, like I said, you know, they never said anything or anything like that. And, you know, when I told my family, they asked, oh, who knew? Because they was ashamed. They didn't want people mm-hmm. to know. So they would ask me who knew. You know, I told them, you know, like I said, growing up in church, my mom, one thing she instantly said was, you know, like, ah, oh, son, I know you go to church and I know you love God and, you know, you praise God and maybe you could just go for prayer. I'm like, let me stop you there. I don't need no prayer. I mean, I do need prayer because we all need prayer. <laughs> okay. But I don't need no condemnation. I don't need no uh-huh. demon cast it out of me because no demon lives here. You get what I'm saying? There okay. isn't. So then, of course, you know, the stigma that comes with homosexuality, LGBT mm-hmm. community, is HIV AIDS. Mm-hmm. That's a stigma that comes with our community. What is wrong How, with this? I... I, you know, let's not say us. If, let's say them, not me. Yes, like, <laughs> at, like as if HIV and AIDS only comes from homosexuality. Mm-hmm. No, it started with regular people heterosexuality. So it's just like it. That's it's, but it's a stigma and it's labeled and it's stuck with our community, mm-hmm. you know. So. Even then, you know, after coming out to my family, you know, I was already in this relationship with this guy who had kind of, you know, screwed me over. Mm-hmm. And I found out that I was HIV positive, you know. So mm-hmm. even then, when coming out to my family, I didn't tell them. I didn't say anything Ooh. to them. I didn't say anything to my family. I didn't say nothing, nothing, nothing to them. Mm-hmm. Because I was scared because they was already trying to label me, judge me. And they was already labeling that on top of my situation before I can even actually tell them, oh, yeah, I do. That is what I'm living with. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah, that was that. Um, So, you know, I hate that it is labeled with our community. It's a stigma with our community. But, I mean, you know, it's life or whatever. You get what I'm saying? Like I said, and that's why I said, you know, I recently came out um, on Facebook, you know, and t- told my truth. Um, I hate the delivery of it and how it was delivered because I felt forced to go mm-hmm. and tell my story. But do I regret telling my story? No. Because I am very much free. I am very much happier. I am very much like a weight was lifted. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. was like, that's just how it was, you know? So I didn't really, I didn't really have to worry about that. You get what I'm saying? So I, I, didn't, I didn't care. Um, if you could say, I didn't, I didn't really care. So, um, I came out, you know, like I said, so I told my truth. I told what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like I said, I hate the delivery of how I put it out there, but do I hate putting it out there? No, I don't. I'm glad it's out there. I'm happy. You know, my mom then found out at the beginning of this year, um, they found out in a crazy, crazy, crazy way that I hate that they had to find out, but Mm -hmm. Hey, I mean, they found out, you get what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, I've been dealing with that for five plus years now. I am undetectable, which means that you cannot pass the virus on to the next person. Mm. Um, you know, cause I'm taking my medicine once a day, you know, everything I'm taking care of myself, you know, going to the doctor and things of that nature. And how so, you is know, it? I don't, Sorry. Huh? how is it living with that? Like people, I know everyone deals with it differently, but how is right. it for you? Um, so for me, it has been a journey because when I first found out, 
like I told you, I didn't even, I really didn't have my family there. I really didn't deal with my family. So when mm-hmm. I first found out, the only person who knew was the guy who gave it to me. Mm. Um, and I know a lot of people be like, oh, how did you even talk to him after the fact? Like, I would have been livid. I would have been mad at him. This is that and the third. But we were together for, you know, a little while. And that was the first actual relationship that I kind of fell in love. So mm-hmm. even with that being, you get what I'm saying? It was like, I kind of looked past that. Even though I knew like, okay, yeah, we're not going to be together anymore. But he supported me through that, being that he was also dealing with it himself. And we had mm-hmm. both just found out. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like, he was somebody there for me to talk to. So even still, Dean, I never really talked about it unless he asked me questions about it because he was concerned, being that he felt like he was responsible. Um, so I still never talked about it. You know, I went to the doctor, got on medicine. Like I said, so it's been a journey. I've been dealing with it, but not dealing with it. Really putting it in a jar, putting yeah. the top on it, putting it in the cabinet, and not pulling the jar out anymore. That's that's what really would happen. So mm-hmm. when the situation happened, you know, if you did watch my live, you see, you know, I was in a relationship for two years. I didn't tell my boyfriend about my situation mm-hmm. because I had never dealt with that. I never had the support. I was scared. I was worried. I was frightened. And then by by law, me being undetectable and I can't pass the virus on to anyone, I don't have to disclose that to anyone. Mm-hmm. So that's all that I was thinking. I wasn't thinking morally tell mm-hmm. people so that they can be with you for who you really are. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Morally, I did not think I did not think that far. I did not think of that part because I was so worried about protecting my own self and my own feelings and my own face. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I really didn't worry about that. Like I said, so I still don't talk about it, still didn't do anything. You know, so when that found when that happened, he found out. I'm thinking that I'm about to deal with it finally because I never dealt with it when I actually was diagnosed with it. No, I still never dealt with it because I was more so dealing with the fact of trying to make sure he was okay, trying to apologize and right a wrong with him that was not okay. You get what I'm saying? Being depressed because he was sad or he was upset. So that's where my mind was. It still wasn't on me dealing with my my situation. You get what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, I was being bashed or I was being judged or I was being called all types of nasty names. And I never still never dealt with it because I'm like, okay, I'm going to deal with this because I was I know I was wrong. So I'm going to deal with the backlash. That's more so where I was at. However, I didn't actually start dealing with my situation Mm -hmm. until I just went live last week. You know what? And I'm five years in now. I saw it. I clicked on it and I left. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but let me just go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm five years in now and I'm actually mm-hmm. literally just now dealing with it. My emotional feelings are like tied to it. Like mm-hmm. even thinking back on the situation with the guy, you get what I'm saying? It's just like uh, like I, I, I always put out love, put out love. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. You know, I have my faults. I have my flaws. I have my wrongs. But I am a genuine person and I do have the like pure intentions. But it's just like, like I told you, I grew up in Oriental, but I was always a black sheep. I've always been that person where people who people always look at me as something else. You know what I'm saying? Like friends and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, they, people love me. People come talk to me, confide in me. I'm that person, but I never gave, I never could confide in other people the way people would confide in me because I didn't want to put myself out there. I didn't want to put my story out there. And like I said, I didn't want to put my story out there until I was ready to put my story out there. And with me putting it out there when I did, like I said, now I'm actually dealing with it, dealing with it the way I should have dealt with it. book, you know. Um, I'm glad that it's out there. You know, I feel uh, like a burden has been lifted off of my shoulders. I do feel free. Um, you know, um, I've been speaking with the counselor now. So, like I said, it's now me kind of more so dealing with all my emotions and stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, being in a relationship. So, you know, it's 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 very, very crazy. Very, very crazy. So, it's, like I said, it's a process. It's a journey. And... I'm trying to learn how to deal with my own feelings and do what's best for me, mm. you know, um, and not be ashamed of myself or my truth or whatever. Um, yeah. 
because you know, like I said, even like my mom didn't found out about my status. You know, baby, my mom and my dad was crying. I was finding out through family members or other people that they were calling them crying. You know, just saying that they worried about me or this is that and the third. Because, like I said, that was already the very first thing that they thought about that was labeled with my community when I did come out to them. Mm-hmm. So that's why I never said anything to them. And then at the same time, I'm just like, I don't, I didn't say anything to y'all because I mean, I'm good. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yes, I dealt with it by myself. And they like, that's not something you should have had to deal with by yourself. You're right. I should not have to have, but I mm-hmm. did. But I did. So with me dealing with like, hard stuff like that by myself mm-hmm. baby I had to grow my own self up I had to raise and teach my own self better you feel what I'm saying like because mm-hmm. I did I, I went through stuff like that by myself I dealt with that alone like I didn't have that support I didn't have that that uh, that advice in my ear or anything like I didn't have that I just didn't have that other people had it and but I just didn't so like I said I dealt with that by myself I pushed my own self through it. I got my own self through it with God's help. You get what I'm saying? But other than that, it was nothing that I wanted to talk about. But now I don't care to talk about it because it can either help someone else and then I do want to be an advocate for it as well. So you get Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I don't even care. I just don't even care anymore. And let's also say that you are able to live a happy, healthy life with this. Like, Relax, like, everybody. And that's why I said it's so crazy because a lot of times where people think that we're still back in the 60s or the 50s or the mm-hmm. 80s and stuff where medicine was not what it is today. Medicine mm-hmm. today, like, when I very first was diagnosed, I was diagnosed with full-blown AIDS. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. So I was taking two, I was on a two-pill regimen a day. Within a month, I was back, I was only on a one-pill regimen. The AIDS was gone away. It was only mm-hmm. HIV. Within a month from there, I was undetectable. So my, my process of that went very, very fast because I was not playing games. Like, I was not playing games about myself and my health. Like, I did not want to die, so I made sure that I got on top of it. And now, when you go to the doctor, even if you ask your doctor, if you're a heterosexual doctor, and you just go ask your doctor, what is HIV compared to? Mm-hmm. And they're going to tell you diabetes. The same way a person has to take insulin a day to keep their levels regulated mm-hmm. is the same thing with HIV. However, comma, me being HIV positive and taking a pill every day, my the the medicine is in my system. So that's what helps me be undetectable. So my 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 T cell count when I first started was like a, a one something. Mm-hmm. Now they're at like nine, almost a thousand something. You get what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm undetectable. So they tell you that's the same way people, when you have diabetes, when you have diabetes and your sugar going up and down and stuff like that, and you don't take your insulin, guess what happens? You die. Mm. So I actually have more control over my levels than a person who has diabetes who have to take insulin every day. Because if you miss your insulin, you're going into a coma, or you're going into an attack, or you, you get what I'm saying? Mm, something I is going to happen. That. Yeah, something is going to happen. That's diabetes. But with this, if I miss one day, Nothing's going to happen. I have to stop taking my medicine for like a month or two for my my levels to go back down to where to be like, oh, you're not undetectable anymore. Mm. So the doctors will tell you like you will you're you're expected to outlive people with diabetes being Mm. being living with HIV and you're undetectable. So, you know, once I heard that, and I was like, I don't know about that one. I ain't never heard it myself. Like, <laughs> baby, I ain't never heard that one. I've never heard that comparison. So that yeah. was just a regular doctor. So when I went to my specialty doctor who actually specializes in the virus, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned it. And he was like, I was actually going to tell you that. He was like, you're okay. You're going to live a healthy life. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to the doctor now, baby, I'm, I'm healthy. They always be like, you just, they be like, you healthy as a horse. Are you healthy as an ox? I know that's right. The only thing that I'm dealing with is that. And I'm not even dealing with that because when I take a test, it says negative. Mm, because I'm taking on. care of myself. So I don't have to worry about that. So I was like, okay. That's why people be like, oh, you have HIV or da 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 You sick or you, you ain't healthy. No, baby. I'm probably actually more healthier than you even with hey. this virus. Because hey. 
you got <laughs> stuff going on down there that you don't know about or you got That's stuff true. going on back there that you don't know mm-hmm. about unbalances and unbalancing mm-hmm. and different things that's going on with your body that you don't know about because you don't even go to the doctor that can take you out faster than what I'm dealing with oh come on now but people don't know that people all what people think is what people want to let come out their mouth to be petty or to be funny or to be disgusting about a virus that can really take you out but you're so scared you're terrified everybody's terrified of catching this virus but you make fun of this virus now that don't make sense to me how you make fun of something that you're so terrified of having to where if you found out that you had it you probably would want to kill yourself Mm. but you judge people who do have it who've already probably been down that road of trying to kill themselves or kill themselves or wanting to kill themselves like I said we as a people we don't think we're very ignorant when it comes to certain things. We don't, we do, we don't think, especially you to be in the gay community, just the same way as you're in the gay community and you feel a type of way about people saying faggot or calling you a faggot. And I, the way I explain this to people all the time, these, these are like, like um, sub-communities. You mm-hmm. have your white community. You have your African-American community. You have your Hispanic community. You have um, your goths. You have your Christians. You have your mm-hmm. Muslims. You have your... All these different sub-communities that's just like you, a, a, a Caucasian person calling a black person a nigger or a negro. That's just like a white person calling a Hispanic or you wet back or, or, or you, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or calling a white person a cracker. And then you as a black person calling another black person a fag or you being a gay person calling another gay person a fag. That, they were like, well, you call them a fag or they call you... Well, I mean, we're in the same community. That's just like you black and she black and she can call you a nigga. You can call her a nigga, but he white and he said that you ready to fight him or kill him. Mm. But people don't relate life to certain things like that. And that's why I said that's where the ignorance comes into play. Certain things are very insensitive that you should never make jokes about. Because people, you make jokes about certain things thinking that you cannot or you can escape it. Keep on playing. Keep on playing. And that karma that God gonna bring to your front door it's going to be that very thing that you talk so much about or try to be funny with about or judging other people about. He's going to bring it right to your front door. Mm. But like I said, we as a people, we don't think about stuff like that. We don't think. That's why my parents labeled that with my situation when I first came out to them. Mm-hmm. We, like I said, we as a people, we don't think. We're ignorant to what society wants us to think or how society wants us to feel about this or that or what society is saying about this. So now we're saying the same thing instead of having our own mind about it or researching it for ourselves. Yeah, no. And then especially, I feel like if you're in this community, mm-hmm. HIV and AIDS is something that you should know about off, from the, off the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Off the top of your head, you're supposed to know about that because you're living in that community and you know it's stigmatized with our community. That's something you're supposed to immediately know about. Know how to contract it, how you can contract it, how you cannot contract it, the difference between the two and the whole nine yards. And if you don't, then you're really a, 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 a disgrace to your own community because you're bashing people or you don't even know about stuff that's stigmatized with your own community. That's to go all day because this is like so good, so good, but we keep having so many problems. Yeah, look, girl, we can do a part <laughs> two, honey. We no, we should definitely, definitely, definitely. But give us some advice, the people, some advice today. Um, well, some advice that I would definitely give is living your truth. Be you, be you for who you are. If people don't accept you for who you are guess what? It is okay to be alone and be by yourself because when you're alone and by yourself, that's when you learn yourself the most and then things come to you and your calling is revealed. So, hey, like I said, you may need to be alone, but be you. Be you unapologetically. Like I said, something that I learned with me not telling my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. I learned that if I was to ever be in a situation with anybody else, I know that that's going to be one of the first things that I, I, I said. I lived and I learned to learn that to be okay with myself because I wasn't okay with myself, which is why I didn't tell him. But now I am. You get what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. take one day at a time. Roll with the punches. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Life is life. You can't, you can't control it. Stop trying to control the uncontrollable. Mm. There you go. Stop trying to, to control the uncontrollable. And of course, we're flesh. So we're going to want to control it. 
but it's nothing we can do. All you can do is pray day by day. And like I said, live and walk in your truth and be who you are. And if people don't accept that, then that's their problem. They they, they are losing out. Mm, this is such a good episode. And that's, why, and that's why I kind of put my situation out there because I don't know who's out there still, who's out there besides me that may know me or I may know that's living with this virus and scared to come out or scared of what other people are going to think of them. Mm-hmm. But don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Do not worry about that because, like I said, we were brought into this world. We don't know what God has planned for us. We don't know what is down the line. We don't know what God has destined for us. We don't know. We just know once we do pray, we know that God has a specific life destined for us. So be yourself. Because when you be yourself, God is going to bring everything that you ever dreamed or you ever thought or you ever even thought was impossible. He's going to bring it right to you. And I can promise you that. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Now, where can the people find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, J Milan, J-A-Y-Y-M-I-L-A-N. Um, also on TikTok, you can um, follow me at Jarvis Pugh, J-A-R-V-I-S-P-U-G-H. Yes, that's my social medias. Follow me. Hit me up. Hit me up. Get your hair done, your makeup, all of that. Okay? <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I want to thank you so much for doing this. Like, this has been an amazing show. I thank you for having me. And, yes. you know, me being able to discuss my situation on a bigger platform that could possibly, hopefully, help other people heal and be better and be themselves. Yes. And thank you all for listening. We're going to definitely do a part two. Yes. And I love you all. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you guys next episode.